Good morning, good afternoon, good night. I'm here to talk about life, man. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Twan, man, back again with another episode of the Open Minded Podcast. We here, episode six, man. We live, baby. We back, y'all. It's popping today, man. The day is February 25th, 2018. Wrapping up Black History Month, man. Gotta give a shout out to all my strong black people. Um, on the, on the subject of Black History Month, uh, this is just something I just thought about right now. It wasn't even in my notes. I gotta give a huge shout out, man, to everybody that worked on the movie Black Panther. I mean, come on, man. Let's just give that a round of applause, please. Phenomenal film. Uh, one of the best young actors out right now, man, Michael B. Jordan. Um, Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I'm gonna be honest, man. Uh, I know he played uh, Black Panther in one of the fan, uh, fan, whatever. I don't watch Marvel like that, uh, so I don't really know what what it was. But it was a small excerpt when he played Black Panther, um, and then he played him in this movie. Obviously, um, I'm gonna be honest. A lot of people know this. I've, I've said it before. I feel like Chadwick Boseman, man. That man played so many iconic black people, man. I believe he played Frederick Douglass. He played James Brown. He played Jackie Robinson. I'm just like, bro, I've seen enough of this, man. I mean, come on, dog. This is ridiculous. But the man killed the role. I mean, I'm sorry. He killed it, man. From the accent to the acting, the whole nine, bro. He killed it. It was a phenomenal film. Michael B. Jordan, one of my favorite young black actors coming up in this game, man. Uh, he, uh, The man who actually directed it, obviously, was a black man, which is Ryan Coogley, I believe his name is. Um... Uh, it was a lot of uh, other people that was in it, man, that was up and coming. Uh, the girl who played Black Panther's uh, sister, phenomenal actor. I'm going to be honest. Like I said, I love uh, Michael B. Jordan. I feel like he was a little over-dramatized in that movie. I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I like I loved him in it. You know what I'm saying? I loved the role of Eric Kill, uh, Killmonger. I loved it. But I just think he was a lot. He was a lot in it. Uh, I feel like he was trying to be overly black. I mean, I don't know if you really understand what that means. This is just my own perspective on it, man. Like I said, I love him as an actor. I love I love the character, Eric, Eric Killmonger. I love what he uh, stood for. I love that whole concept. Let's not get it twisted. I just I just felt like the acting was a lot with the hey, auntie. And it was just a lot going on, man. Like I said, I liked the role. I liked him in it. But I just thought that that was, was a little bit overhyped. It was a little bit much. But hey, teachers on overall phenomenal film, man. The majority black cast, but I don't really think that really mattered, man. It was just a, a good, solid film, you know what I'm saying? From the concept of it, uh, the graphics in it, all the CGI they used, uh, just just the full plot of the of of the movie as a whole. It was just a great film, man. I loved it, and I've talked to black people that's watched it, white people that's watched it, Mexican, Asian, everybody, man. I've never heard a bad review about it. So hats off to everybody, man, that was involved in it. Phenomenal film. Me and my lovely wife went and saw it. Um, I believe last Wednesday, I believe it was. I actually had to take the day off work, man. I really, I really needed to see it that bad. So we went and seen it, man. Was not disappointed. Phenomenal film. Hats off to everybody that was part of that project. Um, and those who have listened to my last, my my, my last podcast, man, which is episode five, uh, which I put out last week. Uh, my beautiful and phenomenal Nubian queen wife um, was on it. Uh, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I felt two ways about her being on my podcast. That woman has a phenomenal perspective. She's a phenomenal person from head to toe, inside and out. But I felt the way. I'm not gonna lie. I felt the way that more people watched our podcast than me just being on my own. You know, I felt the way. So I told her that she can't be on no more podcasts. 
Uh, and that's it, bro. Um, no, I'm playing, man. Nah, for real. Just the certain subjects that we touched, it was a phenomenal thing. I honestly, I want to continue to make more podcasts with her and just have the whole segment about me and her and just our point of view and everything. Not, not, not even just on solely on relations, but 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 just about everything. So I'm definitely trying to get her to get on it. She's a little shy, so sometimes she be trying to act funny um, about getting on the podcast. But she supports wholeheartedly, man. So I appreciate everybody supporting that man and giving her that, that welcoming feeling. All the positive feedback I got, it all meant the world to us, man. So. We're truly thankful, truly appreciative. If you ain't heard about it yet, go ahead and check the episode out, man, or the Open Minded Podcast, episode five. That was a great podcast uh, with me and my lovely wife, man. Just talked about different situations, relationship things, and just our our perspective on things. So go check it out. It was phenomenal. I appreciate everybody uh, looking out for that. Um, but like I said, she's done. Uh, she's not about to take no more of my shine. I'm here. <laughs> for real. But all right. Start this podcast off, man. I just got a couple topics to talk about today. Like I said, I'm not going to hold you guys here too long. Um, the first thing I want to speak about, uh, All-Star Weekend for uh, the NBA is finally over. We're back uh, for the rest of the regular season. I believe it's about 28 to 30 games left. It's already kicked off. Um, I know uh, the Warriors and the Thunder played, uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before. The Warriors edged that one out. I believe it was 112 to 80. Don't quote me on that. I'm not entirely sure. Um, KD led the way with 28 points. Um, it's a hard fought game experience. Um, obviously, led the way with uh, the Warriors. Um, so they went ahead and took that one. I believe it's one and two now uh, in the series. So Oklahoma still has the edge on that. Don't really think that matters, though. This is just a regular season. It's just a formality. The Warriors are sweeping everybody in the playoffs, going for the second straight. Um, and then something might happen next year. But for now, this is the Warriors season once again. Two-time champion Durant is creeping up on LeBron, man. I'm telling you, he's coming. Yeah, that man is coming, man. I would not be surprised if in the next two years, we not only saying that he's top LeBron, even though obviously LeBron's a little older, but we start talking about KD being the best ever, man. I mean, I'm saying you're talking about a seven-foot player that can shoot it from anywhere. I mean, he can shoot it from 30. He can shoot it from 40. He can go out and give you 50 any game. Now, in that phenomenal system that Steve Kerr's drawn up along with Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, uh, Stephen Curry, obviously, uh, KD doesn't really have to do too much. He don't got to go out and give you 50 every night, but the man can do it. And it's just scary, man. You know what I'm saying? You talk about all the scoring titles he have. I believe he has four. Um, he already has a championship under his belt. He has an MVP under his belt, multiple All-Stars. Um, and now he's going to start racking up championships. The points are going to continue to come. It's going to be hard-pressed for you to say that that man's not the greatest ever. I'm sorry. If if the uh, championships can continue to come, I understand that everybody says, oh, man, you got to look at the way he did it. That don't matter, in my opinion. This is my personal opinion. It don't matter how he got it, the man's getting it. So he's going to keep racking up championships. I, I, I see about five. Keep scoring the way he does, man. It's going to be hard-pressed to keep him out of that GOAT conversation, man. That's just my opinion, and I'm sticking with it, man. Anybody want to challenge it, come see me because we can debate. And that's just how I feel, man. A um, couple other games kicked off. I know the Cavs played uh, the Spurs, uh, I believe it was today. Uh, they uh, took an L. Honestly, man, the Cavs are looking good. I'm not really worried about them. They're going to come out, out of the East, and they're going to fight hard. That resilient 4-0 uh, L that they're going to take against the Warriors. But but they're going to fight. They're going to fight hard about it, man. So I'm not dogging them. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, KD and them, man, are stacked. Uh, but LeBron and them made some legit acquisitions. I talked about it, I believe, on episode four, man. So with Jordan Clarkson, uh, Larry Nash Jr., Rodney Hood, um, and, George, and George Hill, man, they're going to be all right. They're going to take the East easily. 
Um, take some snides here and there, but they're going to be all right. The Knicks and Celtics played. Kyrie went off. Um, I believe they won 121 to 112. Once again, this is stuff off the top of my head. Do not quote me. I'm not sure. Um, I will look at the scores later on um, if I am wrong um, and reiterate it. But I do believe that the Celtics edged out the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Kyrie killed. I believe he had like 28 points. Um, so the NBA is back, man. I'm happy. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. Cannot wait to see. Uh, what, what uh, the last uh, second half of the season has has, has uh, to go. Um, if you want to talk about the rookie of the year, uh, it's a tough. This is this is tough, man. I'm gonna be honest because I feel like Ben Simmons. Uh, you know, everybody wants to say he has that Blake uh, Blake Griffin syndrome. He actually was able to sit out uh, this uh, this uh, past year, uh, so technically he is a rookie. Um, but. Uh, he was, you know what I'm saying, technically already in the NBA. So he's been able to train in the, in the NBA facilities, use the NBA workouts, uh, coaches, staff, the whole nine. Um, but I'm going to be honest with you, man. Donovan Mitchell looks impressive. I mean, that man's a rookie. He's a killer. He's doing his thing. It's a toss-up right now. You know what I'm saying? If I absolutely had to choose right now, you got a gun to my head. Who do you got as the uh, rookie of the year? It's got to be Donovan Mitchell, man. I mean... He's not only athletic, uh, but the man's putting up points. I think I believe he's averaging 19 right now for the Utah Jazz. Now, uh, Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons is averaging 16, 7, and 8 for the uh, Sixers, and they are in playoff contention. Um, believe the Jazz are too, though. So it's hard, man. It's up in the air. Like I said, if I had to choose, I'm taking Donovan Mitchell. But I mean, if you ask me tomorrow, I might take Ben Simmons. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that we're just gonna have to see how how the rest of the season plans out. Uh, but I do truly believe that Donovan Mitchell is the rookie of the year right now. He's the most impressive. This is something that nobody was really expecting. People was kind of expecting this from Ben Simmons to go out here and basically average a triple-double. But Donovan Mitchell came out of nowhere, man. So for this next topic, man, I know I'm kind of late, but I want to talk on it anyway, man, because I heard a couple perspectives on a couple other podcasts and platforms. I just wanted to give my take on it. Um, It's with the Florida shooting um, that happened in a high school. Um, The shooter's name was Nicholas Cruz. Um, apparently, he had access to an AR-15 when it uh, he uh, went he went into the school. Shot about 17 people, I believe, were uh, pronounced dead and then a couple more injured. Um, it's a tough thing, you know what I'm saying? School shootings, the Columbine situation. Um, I believe there was an elementary situation of a couple years back. I can't I can't remember where it was. Um, but those situations are tough, man. You know what I'm saying? Anytime that you got a situation where another youth is harming more youth. I mean, it's tough. You know what I'm saying? People are willing to say that there was something mentally wrong with him. He's autistic, I believe some people said. But I mean, it's a tough situation, man. You know, so you got to look at his 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 perspective and his growing up and, and, and look at him and say, I would. Is he going through to make him I have to go through that? But in my opinion, man, there's no excuse. I feel like the teacher should have picked up on that student staff. Somebody should have seen that, man. Uh, but the main topic I want to talk about as relates to this shooting, I want to talk about what's more important gun control or metal detectors now in my opinion i think metal detectors are what's important now i believe as a as a man in the u.s of a we have the right to bear arms and when now when i say that i mean that we have the right to protect our family that's the only reason why i plan on getting a gun um i plan on it being licensed i plan on it being locked away so uh, it's easy access for me man but nobody can be harmed for it unless i choose to pull it out which i will not do that unless my family is in danger but i believe that we have the right to protect our family now me and my wife definitely decide, uh planning on having a white uh i'm sorry uh, um 
a baby later on down the line. And even now, man, you know what I'm saying? This is me and my wife, but I plan to protect her by any means necessary. And if other people weren't out here toting guns, I wouldn't feel no need to have a gun. But in the society that we live in, you kind of got to play fire with fire. I mean, it's unfortunate. Like I said, man, I, 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 I don't ever plan on using no gun unless I absolutely have to. But I got to protect me and mine, man. That's first and foremost. So I definitely plan on having that gun. And I believe as an American citizen, we have that right in order to bear arms to protect ours. Now, other people use guns for other things. I ain't talking about that. I'm just saying I think that we need the right to have that. So I don't believe that gun control is the issue. I just believe that we need to be taking more accountability in these schools. So a lot of people have issues with metal detectors because they say it looks ratchet or the case may be, but it doesn't really matter the way the school looks. What matters is the safety of the kids and the staff within the school. And I feel like having metal detectors, having those wands that uh, security guards carry in order to detect anything that could possibly bring it to the school that can be harmful. That's what matters, man. I feel like if we can protect our children by making sure uh, harmful things are not brought into the school, then that's what we should do. Now, if they choose to, you know what I'm saying, have a gun in their car or something like that, man, then that's something for the police to handle, in my opinion. But I believe that metal detectors are the key to at least starting the safety precaution. Because I'm going to be honest with you, man, it's really easy to get into schools nowadays. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know uh, at my uh, local school, man, Columbus West High School, where I'm an alumni at, uh, you could just walk into that school during hours, man. I've done it. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, it, so it's just really easy to access this, this, these uh, children and these adolescents nowadays. So I feel like metal detectors are the key to at least starting the conversation of protecting the youth. Because a lot of security guards, man, that, that work at these schools, man, they, you know, they read, they, they, they read magazines, they, they, they on the internet, they on their phones, and somebody could just walk in and throughout, you know what I'm saying, like, their, the, 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 the school, and nothing's done about it. I feel like if there's metal detectors in the school, at least, at least what can happen is that people can start, is that, is that, is that the security guards or the cops or whoever's actually policing these, these uh, schools, they, they at least have to do their job to the degree of making sure that, that uh, the metal detector doesn't go off and nobody's bringing no illegal substance. I mean, as, as far as firearms and, and uh, metal things that can, can, that can harm people. So I think that that's the conversation. I understand the concept of gun control. I get that, man. But I feel like guns are going to be out there anyway, man. Just like drugs are out there anyway. And you know what I'm saying? People say, don't do drugs. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, illegal things are going to find their way on the street. So with that being stated, I feel like we have the right to protect ours. But I do. But So I don't believe that in, that, in this situation, gun control is the, is the solution. I feel like metal detectors are the way to go. That way, man, we can make sure we can at least monitor the things that's going in and out of these schools, man. We got to protect our youth. We got to protect the future. And I think that's the beginning of the way. I truly do. Regardless of what that situation is, though, man, I'm praying for any and all the victims that were that were affected by this, man. Friends, family, everybody that was affected, man. I'm sending my prayers, man. Just continue to bless those situations. And I hope, you know what I'm saying, that we eventually come to a solution that can protect our children, man, because they're the future. Um, so I want to leave y'all, man, with this last topic. Um, I was talking to a couple of friends. I was talking to some co-workers throughout the week. And I just came across a a very simple topic but it was something that related to each and every situation that i spoke about or witnessed um throughout this past week um so the basic concept of what of what i'm speaking about is how much is too much now when i state that you can use that you can use that that thesis and that theory on anything and that's what's crazy about this 
So when you talk about relationships, you talk about family, friends, you talk about health, you talk about the different type of foods you you uh, consume. How much is too much, man? Now, when I talk about relationships, I mean, you can be in a relationship with somebody. Now, this isn't just a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a husband, wife. I'm talking friends. I'm talking family. I'm talking any relationship, man, a work relationship. How much is too much? I feel like moderation is key in life. I don't think that there's nothing wrong with having a relationship, like I said, a friendship, uh, the family members, you know what I'm saying? You have that type of relationship, whatever the case is, man, but how much is too much? I think that space is, is so key. And I think that you should only have to put up with so much, man, before you can understand that something is affecting you. So if you're in a relationship and you feel like, you know, you, you might not be compatible with the person anymore, you can only put up with so much. We're only blessed on this earth for a limited amount of time, man. So don't put up with nothing. If you feel like a relationship is going sour, change it. Move on. Try to try try for it to get better. Put your work in. But if it's not working, man, move on. Please do not stay in something because how much is too much? You don't want to continue to uh, to harp on something and try to fix something that's broken, and then you end up being in a spiraling mess. You know what I'm saying? You just don't want to be in that predicament, man. So the question is, how much is too much? Don't put up with that. Even with family and friends. I got some of the best family and best friends in my life ever, man, and I love them to death. Uh, but if they, but but if I was in a position where they was jeopardizing my life and, je- and you know what I'm saying, they were just putting me in constant positions where I had to question who I am and and, and go against my morals and go against my faith. Man, you gotta cut that stuff off. You can't do that. That's why I'm blessed. I'm surrounded around the people that I truly feel are, are gonna be in my life forever. Now, I've had some issues in, in uh, my life where I had to cut people off. People had to cut me off. That's fine because they've understood and I've understood throughout my life that too much, you know what I'm saying, of anything, man, too much of negativity can ruin any situation. So even if I'm dealing with family, even if I'm dealing with friends, if I feel like I'm in a toxic toxic situation, I'm going to remove myself. That's the only thing that you can do to guarantee that your life is in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and if anything's blocking your path to God, anything's blocking you being a servant of uh, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, you got to cut that stuff off, man, because you have to always ask yourself, whenever something is being uh, toxic toxic in your life, you got to ask yourself, how much is too much? Can I continue to put up with this going forward? And if you can, then it's not enough. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe you haven't dealt with enough to where you feel like it's, it's uh, too much, but you're always going to come to a point where too much is too much, man. You know what I'm saying? Like the Bible states, he's never going to put too much on you that you can bear, but you have to make that conscious decision to remove yourself if you feel like too much is too much. And that's in any situation, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, family, friends, relationships, uh, your food, whatever food you eat, man. I don't think there's nothing wrong with eating sweets. I'm a big fella, so I love my sweets, but I'm making a moderation, man. You know what I'm saying? So and that's it. And uh, that and that's just a metaphor. You know what I'm saying? So I'm so I I use that. I use that thought process and that theory and that thesis and any and everything that I choose to do in my life, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm blessed, like I said, to have people in my life that that I that I do from family, friends, loved ones, my beautiful wife, um, everything, man. But if I ever feel like they're gonna put me in a toxic relationship or put me in a toxic to- toxic environment that's gonna affect me mentally, I gotta remove myself. And I urge and I and I and I plead and I pray. That you guys do the same, man, because that's the only way that you're going to be successful is if you remove the things that are that are going to affect you negatively. All right, y'all, man, that's it. I want to leave you guys with a short prayer as always. Lord, Heavenly Father, I thank you for the listeners. Continue to bless them. Uh, thank you for this platform and just continue to let everybody stay open-minded, man. In your name, Jesus Christ, we pray.
All right, y'all, appreciate y'all, though, man, for real. Episode six wrapped up. Um, I'm one take Drake, man. I'm in and out, man. It's that easy. Above all, stay open-minded. Love.